Yeah, 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 yeah. Welcome to the Friday edition of The Jungle. I'm Jim Rome. Already been a very busy day. We got a big day, in fact. Knocked out a reinvention project pod this morning. Knocking out the JR pod after the program. In between all that, the program Sando. It's going to be a big day. All right, so let's get after it. Telephone number is toll-free. We are open phones in the first hour. The first interview is at the top of hour number two. So you want to give me a call right now, 1-800-636-8686. You know what would be cool? Have not given out a golden ticket in several weeks. I would love to move one today. I've got a golden ticket. Smack off number 30. In 2024, we do not have a date yet, but it's never too soon to try to qualify. In fact, smack off season is all season long. Hit us up, 1-800-636-8686. If you're on the X, and I know you are, hit me up there too, at Jim Rome. Email me at Rome, R-O-M-E, at HabitTake.com, if you know what you want to cover. So it sets up like this. Busy, busy Friday program. First hour is yours. Never a good idea. First hour is yours. Top of hour number two, cornerback for the Indianapolis Colts, Kenny Moore the second, Having a big year. He joins me via Zoom. The big head. Had a rough night last night, didn't he? Hey, I'll get into this when he and I talk. We don't pile on each other when it comes to gambling and picking games because that gambling game is hard, dog. That rapping game is hard, But dog. he really got kicked in the stick. But the Bengals got it worse. Anyway, we will look to bounce back today. A Get Right Friday, James Kelly, 1040. If you like that segment and you want the picks, 1040. But don't come up here and say, hey, man, I don't want to wait till then. I don't want to hear that segment. I don't want to hear him and you. I don't want to hear him butcher the language. Hey, Rome, just give me the picks. No, tune in at 1040 and you'll get the picks. Top of our number three. Defensive tackle for the Texans, Sheldon Rankins. Love the Texans. That's also via Zoom. Alvi, with the week that was in the third hour. The ATP in hour number three. And yes, both of my podcasts, the original side hustle and the side hustle to the side hustle, are both pushing out today. Why do you think Tommy looks so pale right now? What up, dude? Welcome to Friday, man. Tommy's been going hard. All right, why don't we start first with last night's matchup? That was kind of a bum out. What a buzzkill. That was supposed to be one of the best games of the NFL season last night. And it turned out to look pretty much like exactly every other barely watchable Thursday night football game. Because even the good TNF games suck. And sure, yes, it sucked way more for Bengal fan than for Raven fan. But it's not like Raven fan is feeling amazing right about now either. They'll take the win. However, it came at a cost. It's not like Raven fan didn't immediately get nauseous watching Mark Andrews get hip dropped and knocked out for the season just four minutes into the game. Then even more queasy when Lamar Jackson got his ankle rolled up and had to hit the medical tent before the end of the first quarter. Didn't look good, did it? Thankfully, he came out of it looking mostly fine. And by the end of the game, even after the dub, he was pretty well sick and tired of talking about the ankle. You were wearing a blue sort of wrap on your ankle. Is that heat? Yeah, it was a heat pack. But I'm good. We, we need to start talking about this ankle. I'm good. You see, I just walked up here. I'm good. We ain't going to talk none into existence, you know, speak none into existence. I'm good. 
It's kind of funny. We're not going to talk this into existence, man. I'm good. I'm good. Stop asking me about my ankle. We're not going to talk that injury into existence. I like that. Lamar might be good, but unfortunately, Mark Andrews is not good. In fact, below not good. He's gone for the year. And that is a devastating blow. As big as that win was last night, losing Andrews almost feels bigger. They didn't miss the dude last night, but they're going to miss this dude. Of course they will. They'll miss him come playoff time. Let's put it this way. There is a damn good reason that Lamar was so upset about it after the game. That's the guy who I, you know, entered the league with. You know, we've been bread and butter, uh, peanut butter and jelly, whatever you want to call it. But that's very tough because that's my boy. That's like receiver one sometimes, you know. And for him to go out first quarter, you know, and he's been having a remarkable year. One touchdown away from a record, I think. That's that's tough, man. But we got to we gotta somehow do it without him. Then he nailed that. I mean, he did just lose his bread and butter, his peanut butter to his jelly. That's why it's so tough to come away from that game flying too high if you're a member of the flock. Isn't it so appropriate that TNF, for TNF, that nobody comes out of that happy, even though that game was supposed to be the best TNF game of the year. That was supposed to be the best TNF game of the year, but all anybody was doing on social media during that game during the supposed TNF game of the year, was debating the journalistic ethics of sideline reporting. Whoops. So again, nobody walks away from that one feeling great. Nobody. But Bengals fan walks away from that feeling the worst. It was like the game itself wound up and kicked Bengals fan right in the stick. Now, Bengals fan is wondering... If this is about to turn into a lost Bengals season. Yes, they're still 5-5. Five and five. We know they've been down before and bounced back. However, it's different now. This is a different deal. They're in last place in the most competitive division in the NFL. They have an absolutely brutal remaining schedule. And the franchise is dinged. We all know they're not salvaging bleep if Joey B's not right. They're not winning Jack if Joey B isn't right, and clearly Joey B isn't right. The question then is, how messed up is that wrist? Is it going to cause him to miss more time? Will it be like that calf injury, which he suffered earlier, where he tried to play through it but looked like a shell of himself? These are all questions that basically define the Bengals season right now, but they're not the only question about Joe's wrist. They're not the only questions. We don't know how bad that is. We'll wait. But the other questions include, when exactly did he actually injure the wrist? And that became a full-blown conspiracy on the X as well last night. You see, those of you who are very online will know that the Bengals social media team posted a clip on Wednesday night which appeared to show Burrow wearing a soft cast on that right hand, which people found very interesting. Then they found it a lot more interesting when the Bengals turned around and deleted the post. Uh Uh-oh! Of course, as always, the internet is forever. The internet is in ink. You cannot scrub or erase the internet. And the cover-up is always worse than the crime. And deleting a post like that accomplishes nothing. 
Of course, the moment Joe started to show discomfort last night, everybody immediately started crying foul and then treated the Bengals' social media clip like it was the Zapruder film and saying that he had an unreported injury that the Bengals hid on purpose. That's a foul! All right, so then you've got yourself a good conspiracy right there, and then it only got better. It only got more and more wild, more and more creative. More and more creative theories behind that, including that the league itself was behind it. Conspiracy being because TNF has been so horrendous, they needed to keep people interested in the one decent TNF game. They didn't want to disturb the betting action. So the league was in on it, allegedly. You know, as goes the conspiracy theory. Listen, we all know people love their conspiracy theories these days. It's like hate is the new dopamine, but crafting conspiracy theories is the next best drug. And I get it. I used to love them too. Notice I said I used to love them too. Until people stop enjoying them responsibly. It's like anything else. Gamble responsibly. Drink responsibly. Use conspiracy theories responsibly. Most of the time these days, people's conspiracy theories are exhausting and they're ridiculous and they don't stand a chance. However, these particular theories about last night might not be so ridiculous. Now, no, I'm not saying that the league was behind it. I'm not saying that Vegas influenced it. But it doesn't take a frame-by-frame Zabruder-style analysis of that clip from Wednesday night to realize Cincinnati was probably hiding something. Since he was hiding something this week, and apparently the league believes that as well, because as of this morning, wrist gate is officially under investigation by the Shield. At Adam Schefter on the X, quote, The NFL is investigating why the Bengals did not list quarterback Joe Burrow on their injury report when the team posted a picture of him wearing a device on his wrist Wednesday night and appeared to be hampered by that injury early in the Thursday night game. Then he later left, the league confirmed today. The initial picture of Burrow wearing a device that looked like a soft cast on his thumb was posted by the Bengals, only to be deleted later. The NFL routinely looks into matters of compliance with the injury report policy and will do so in this instance as well. Teams can be fined or even potentially lose a draft pick. End of tweet. So they're going to investigate. They're going to investigate how much Cincinnati knew. They're going to investigate what went down. How much investigating do you really have to do? How much investigating do they have to do to figure out why they didn't mention the injury? Why they didn't report the injury? Why they didn't tell the Ravens that Joe Burrow was hurt? You're going to investigate that. I've just done your investigation. Because they didn't want them to know. How about that? Because no team ever wants any other team to know the status of their players physically. There's your investigation. You're welcome. Yeah, Raj, get your crack team on that one. You're going to need your very best, your best and brightest to get to the bottom of this one. Hey, Savage, are you going to cry? Come on, man. This is business, dude. You're Jack Savage. Get your head up, man. Chin up. He's back there just moping. Joe's hurt. Joe's hurt. Our season's over. Our season's over. Come on, man. Chin up. Head up. 
Seems pretty obvious to me what happened here. And pretty obvious why the Bengals were not exactly forthcoming with that information. Also seems to me like the Ravens can't exactly take credit for the injury because we don't know when it happened. But even if they did, and by the way, one of them tried, it's all kind of bizarre. So again, the question is, when did Joe get hurt? Because if he was hurt coming into the game, they need to report that. Except that Roquan Smith seemed to be taking credit for the injury, saying, hey man, you play us, somebody's going to get hurt. Uh, you know, he's a great player. Got a lot of respect for him, the way he played the game. But hey, injury's part of the game. So, you know, when you play the Ravens, D, sometimes things like that happen. But wish him all the best. Speedy recovery. When you play the Ravens, sometimes things like this happen. Actually, when anyone plays anyone, things like that always happen, my dude. Because it is a league with a 100% injury rate. It's not a question of if. It's not a question of if you'll get hurt, but when and how badly. That's not a Ravens thing. That's an enormous, explosive, violent, athletic dudes smashing into each other over and over and over again thing. It's not a Ravens thing. That's a shield thing. But I can't fault Roquan. He's still buzzing from busting ass out of Chicago and out of one of the worst situations in the NFL to one of the very best. So I see where he's getting pretty hyped. This dude's got so much Ravens pride. He's not even sure what to brag about. He's just feeling it. As for the natty, I am no doctor. And we have to see the extent of that injury. But I don't think I need to be a doctor to know their entire season may have already ended. Because of that calf injury earlier this season, Cincinnati was already playing without a net in one of football's most rugged divisions. If he misses any significant time at all, their season is over already. A season where expectations for Cincinnati were at an all-time high. Like, saying something sucks is not a take. But if he's down for any period of time, that not only sucks for Cincinnati, but for the NFL overall. He makes the overall product better. That's how good that guy is. As for the Natty, he is their best player. You're not next man upping Joey B. And as much as I hate to say this, as much as it pains me of all people to say this, that Bengal defense is looking more and more porous every single week. That defense is sure as hell not going to pick up Joe or anybody else. So now we wait, Bengal fan. I hope you catch a break. Hopefully you catch a break, but it's not looking like it, right? Let's see who else can't catch a break. My guy, Al Michaels. Al Michaels cannot buy a good game. Notice I'm not saying he can't call a good game. I'm saying he can't buy a good game. He can call a good game. He just can't get a good game. Like calling that game horse bleep is insulting to horses. The only people happy with that game is Blue Tent Nation. The BTN had a huge game. Burrow, Andrews, Lamar, Cam Taylor, Britt, Odell. That right there is the equivalent of a perfect 158.3 QB rating. That's like a kicker nailing 350-plus yarders into the wind. BTN had a big night. Even the best Thursday night game of the year sucks. Can't catch a break. Cannot catch a break. Not Cincinnati. 
not be more and not the big head. For real. Why do I say that? Because the big head had the Bengals and the points, and he had a prop bet with Mark Andrews. Andrews lighted it up early on, goes down, bam, goodbye prop. Bengals up 10 7. Joe goes down, bam, goodbye bet. Rough night for the head. Hey, Michigan man, how happy are you that there was a game last night? Yeah, and you're right, Jaworski. I would have led with you today. I would have led with you today, Michigan man. You're right. Are you criers earlier saying, yeah, Rome, yeah. If it had been this, you would have led with that. But no, no. No, you're right. I would have led with you if there was not a game today. In fact, I probably should have led with you. Michigan man, so many questions. So many questions. You wanted your day in court. Why didn't you take it? You wanted your due process. Why didn't you take it? Michigan man, why did you just accept that when all we've heard about is that everybody's out to get you? Hey, Michigan man, I thought you were going to leave the conference if they swung the hammer. And now you're just going to accept, acquiesce, roll over? Why is that, Michigan man? Why is that? Because I know you'll have a whole new set of excuses. Why is that, Michigan man? Let me save you the trouble. I accept your apology. Apology accepted. Apology accepted for you running up in here and saying, and I quote, Hey, dumbass, get off of us. Everybody's doing it. I thought you couldn't wait for your day in court. I thought you couldn't wait to get due process. I thought you couldn't wait to set the record straight. If that's the case, why did you not take that day in court? Oh, and why did you fire an assistant coach today? Apology accepted because I am a much bigger man than you, Michigan man. We'll get to that. And I probably could have led with that. 1-800-636-8686. It's a Friday. So on Fridays, I like to kind of go off, off topic a little bit. Have you ever heard of a rage room? No, I don't mean where the JT peers all congregate on the X and rage. That's their own rage room right there. I'm talking about actual physical rage rooms. Have you heard about these places where they let you come in and just wreck bleep, smash bleep? Apparently, it's been a thing since the pandemic, but they're going next level, apparently. People are getting nice in these rage rooms. I have thoughts. It's a good Friday topic. Might get to it. Also, how about F1 in Vegas? Now I wish I had stayed. I got out of there. I beat it out of there right in time. Or maybe not. Pretty interesting to see what's going on there. So once again, it's a really busy day and in a good way. You should take me up on the opportunity to participate in the first hour with open phones. All right, I'm opening it up to you. 1-800-636-8686. I am pushing out two podcasts today, my side hustle and my side hustle to my side hustle. I have Kenny Moore. I have James Kelly for Big Head Bets. I have Sheldon Rankins. I have Alvin's Ionic Week that was. I have the ATP. We got stuff. We got content. And a question. Why is Old Trapper beef jerky so amazing? Thinking about my Friday night. So DJ is in Austin. Logs is coming home. And I've got a little Friday night to myself. What am I going to throw on the grill? Maybe nothing. 
Maybe I'm going to go in my backyard and just smash Old Trapper. That's a Friday night thing. Why is that? Because it's the best beef jerky ever. Make sure you choose Old Trapper where you can actually see the quality right through their iconic Clearview packages. They're iconic because they want you to see exactly what you're buying so you know what you're getting. And what you're getting is tender, never tough beef jerky because they use just the best ingredients. From their lean strips of beef, seasoned with top quality spices, to their real wood-fired smoke, Old Trapper delivers quality in every single bite. Grab and go with a four-ounce bag or load it up with an 18-ounce bag, which is what I'll be doing tonight. If you don't see it, be sure to ask for Old Trapper by name because no other jerky compares. Old Trapper, I'm going to ask once again, what is your beef? You're listening to The Jim Rome Show. Hey, Michigan, man, as you sit there seething, butthurt, and looking to run up in here with some new excuses, good news. You just buy yourself 10 more minutes. I'll get to it on the other side of the break. I just, again, I want to know if it was all about due process, due process, due process. Wait till we get our day in court. Wait till we get our day in court. Well, you had your day in court. Why didn't you take it? Why didn't you want that due process? Oh, wait, because if you went to court, some new information might have been uncovered, revealed, and it might have been even worse for you. So you're just going to take this and go? It's like the biggest bluff ever. They're running around acting like they're sitting on a royal flush. And then when it was time to turn the cards over, they had like a pair of twos. And more information, apparently. Michigan, man, what was that all about? What All, all the histrionics. All the tears. How, how ridiculous does that all look now? Yeah, 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 okay, yeah. We did it. Yeah, okay. Yeah, we'll, we'll accept that punishment. Yeah, all right. But then what were you crying about? What were you F-bombing about? What was that whole America's team about? We're, oh, we're so persecuted. Everybody's out to get us. They hate us. Everybody hates us because we're so good. No, they hate you because you cheat, which is part of the reason why you're so good. And then you don't own it. And then you're coming for all of us like somehow you've been wronged. Oh, oh looky here. An assistant coach just got fired. What do you know? Again, Michigan man, apology accepted. No hard feelings. I know. I'm the bigger man than you. I accept your apology. I do. I I thought that the program was galvanized. I thought the program was banding together around this. That or they're firing people. It says, hi, Jim. I listen to Big Head Bets religiously every week. I appreciate the picks. I rarely fade you guys. However, listening to James Kelly yesterday, he made a long, detailed case on why not to pick the Bengals. Then he picked the Bengals. Almost everything he said was accurate, but I don't get that pick. I faded him, sided with you, and got paid. Kyle and Trinity. Two things, Kyle. Number one, I rarely understand the guy myself. So you're not alone. Number two, this gambling game is hard, dog. And number three, I'm pretty certain that the big head's response to that would be, uh, hello, Joe Burrow went down. 
But then again, I don't want to speak for the head because I never know exactly what he's going to say. Other than if the Rex Lee sound is played, he's going to say, ha, 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 yeah. you got dunked Is on. Is that a question? Yeah, I think so. Well, maybe not a good question, huh, Rex? Anyway. <laughs> no, no, no. A- no anyway, no. like I always say, um, yeah. take that segment for what it is. Kelly's like, I don't care about last night. Rex Lee's still hanging on that rim eight years later. No, he's not, dude. Is he even still working? Well, was that a question? <laughs> Not a very good one, eh, Rex? Anyway, there's there's breaking news regarding Michigan, man. And by the way, just because they accepted the Big Ten's penalty doesn't mean the NCAA is done with them yet. So you might not be out of the woodworks. I'm guessing you're clear for the rest of the season. Hey, one more thing, Michigan, man. While you're doing all this crying and all this dumbassing and all this F-bombing, you know what the amazing thing is? Everything is still in front of you. All your goals are still in front of you. You can still accomplish everything you set out to do. They didn't take that from you. It's really a slap on the wrist. You're still eligible to play for a natty. Chris no longer in St. Pete. Hey, Raj. So, was Joe Burrow's wrist injured prior to the game? That's Raj asking. Bengals. Eh, let's not get into that right now. Uh, let's not get into that yet. Brian C and SP writes, Jim, I blame at Jack Savage for Joe Burrow getting hurt. It would have never happened if he was at that game. There's something to be said. Except for one thing. That's the whole point. He didn't get hurt during the game. Allegedly. This is the conspiracy theory. To your point... They're undefeated this year when Jack Savage attends their games in person. Can't dispute that. But the question is, when did he get hurt? Because we saw that soft cast that the team tweeted a picture of midweek and then they deleted it. So even if Jack had gone to the game, it probably wouldn't have mattered because he was allegedly already hurt. Jamie and Green Bay, is that Jack Savage? Or Sharon Moore in the back row today after the Burrow injury. Love you, man. I mean, seriously. Love the out of you, man. If I start oh, getting F bombs through the window, I'm going to ask the same question. Look at this guy. This makes no sense at all. It Planet Wilson won. Hey, Jim, I don't believe in conspiracy theories either. Signed Rome completing the Habanero challenge. Still conspiracy to that, my dude. I ate the habanero. Did you not see me? I did it on air. Did you not see my reaction? Did you not see my body temperature go up to about 140 degrees? Did you not see me sweating bullets? Did you not see these morons try to have me chase it with milk as if that was going to help? It sounded like this, dude. Here goes nothing. But that didn't happen. Delicious. May I have another? That, that didn't happen. So bad. Planet Wilson. Not bad at all. <laughs> Cheers, y'all. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Well, Alvin he just doctored that whole thing. That Alvin just manufactured that whole thing. Yo. Hey, Radio Shack guy. Yo. Are you going to call on us on that? Fire. Jim Rome burning again. Burning. That was the burning. hottest thing I've ever eaten in my life. I, I'm not one of those guys who like likes extreme spice. 
But I like a little spice. That habanero was like I was damn near hallucinating. It was like a drug. What? That's not real. That that's a conspiracy. That was the matter with you, Wilson. No, that happened. Chris no longer in St. Pete. The Bengals totally hid Burrow's injury. Signed Jim hiding the rat family list. Hashtag Shanny Claus. Like I said, the internet. Thanks, Alvy. The internet is in ink. You cannot scrub it. You cannot erase it. It's there forever. I'm not hiding it. I put a ban on discussion of it. Believe me, I wish I could hide it. But I can't. You know where to find it. Darren and Kuna. I thought you had a ban on Blue Tent Nation at Jim Rome. And the Jardians jingle too. Hashtag free Wells today. Free, free him from what? Being the Jardians man? Let me tell you about Wells. If Wells has any dance moves at all, he'll get his own commercial. He'll be the Jardians man. They'll be doing his hair, doing his makeup. They'll have that wardrobe switch to a brighter color in the middle of the commercial. He'll have a bunch of slightly smaller Wellses behind him, rocking out. He'll be singing it. I have type 2 diabetes and I manage it so well. I have type 2 diabetes, but I manage it well. I am Wells. Come on, man. There's a moratorium on that. Stop doing that. Free him from what? Getting a bunch of airtime? Dude, I'm telling you, if I were you, Wells, I'd work on those dance moves. Dude, you could turn that into cash, yo. You have the last laugh, my guy. You will have the last laugh. All right, when we come back, why don't we talk about the Michigan situation? Michigan man, I can't wait to hear your new excuses. We'll have that for you. Also coming up a little bit later on, the Big Head and I will try and get back, try and get right going into the weekend. Got a couple of NFL interviews as well. Time for a sports update. Here it is. From Southern California, this is the Jim Rome Show on CBS Sports Radio. Something we like to do on Fridays, Ask the Pros, ATP, brought to you by O'Reilly Auto Parts. Go to cbssportsradio.com slash Pros. Ask me a question, listen later on, I might answer one of yours. In the meantime, think O'Reilly Auto Parts. For all of your car care needs, get the parts and service you need fast from the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts. All right, Michigan man, why don't we have a conversation? Uh, I would ask you what you all have to say for yourselves, Michigan men, but actually I'm not going to because I don't want to hear it. Nobody does. Because we all know that you're still convinced that you're somehow still the big victims here. At the same time, you're completely oblivious to how oblivious you all look and sound. 
your fearless leader who could not wait to have his day in court and get his due process, had that very opportunity, an opportunity to explain how he did nothing wrong, that he knew nothing, that it was all the rest of us who got it all wrong. You know, just folks hating on him, hating on the program, hating on you yourself, Michigan man, because they're all so successful. Then when he gets his day in court and a chance to set the record straight once and for all, he'll shut the rest of us up and let us know how it really is. Because after all, who's got it better than Michigan man? Nobody! Nobody! To which I say, See, none of that happened. Y'all couldn't wait to get your day in court. And then when that day finally came, your fearless leader said, no, I'm good. I got nothing to say. I accept this suspension that I and the entire fan base have been droning on about. A suspension which inspired hysteria and F-bombs on TV. A suspension so wrong that there was actually speculation that Michigan would leave the Big Ten... If the conference swung its hammer. What a waste of time. What a waste of tears. What a waste of F-bombs, Michigan man. How much of this show did you waste calling me a dumbass, telling me to get off your team, and that everybody is doing it? If he didn't do anything wrong, And none of us know what the hell we're talking about. And he had the opportunity to set the record straight. As well as the opportunity to set all of us straight. Why didn't he? I know you'll have an answer to that, Michigan man, because you have an answer to everything. Except none of these answers are good answers. Just a bunch of, hey, dumbass, get off of us. Everybody's doing it. That's your answer. Thing is, everybody's not doing it. And even if everybody were doing it, you're the ones who got caught. If not, why aren't you fighting this like you said you would? Why are you not screaming from the rooftops that this is not so and clearing your good name? You know why? Because you did it and you got caught and you knew that by going to court, even more things might come out and then you might get hammered even harder that the NCAA had info. That there was more to it than that. Like all this delusional victim talk. The waterworks. The F-bombs. The hysterics. That might play to the Michigan fan base. But it doesn't play in a courtroom, apparently. Michigan man might eat that crap up. But Michigan judge is just going to tell you to get a life. Tell that clone to get a life. Holy crap, Michigan man. All that crap that you brought in here. And he's not even going to fight it? He's just accepting the suspension? Awesome. Awesome. He's just accepting the suspension, and I accept all your apologies for bringing all your bullcrap around here and acting like it was all my fault. Starting with the infamous Jaworski tweet, which again read, and I quote, Hey, dumbass, get off Michigan. Everybody's doing it. Now, I could say, if I were a lesser man, Hey, dumbass, apology accepted. But I don't resort to name-calling. I don't need to. Saying something sucks is not a take. And neither is calling somebody a dumbass. Especially when said dumbass was right all along. Here's the other thing, Michigan man. Before you come running up in here all butthurt 
with your new list of excuses, you pretty much got over. You won. All of your goals are still on the table. Your dream season can still turn out to be a dream season. Even though it will always be remembered as a season where you got caught cheating your asses off and your guy got suspended twice in the same season. But still, nobody's going to stop you from playing for a Big Big Ten championship. Nobody's going to stop you from playing for a natty if you're good enough. All things considered, I would call this a win. You know, considering you got caught red-handed. The program might be out of control. Your program might be dealing with its third separate scandal of this calendar year. And I'm not exaggerating either. You had the actual feds, the feds, crawling all over you for that bizarre computer access crime at Shem Beckler Hall back in January. Remember? Or have you conveniently forgotten that too? Then you had Harbaugh lie to NCAA investigators about an entirely different incident. And now you've got the whole Connor Stallions sign-stealing fiasco. All of that in one calendar year. Yet everything is still on the table for this football team in that year. But we're supposed to see you as the victims. We're supposed to see you guys as America's team because you've been so victimized and overcome so much. You've been so shrouded in scandal unfairly. Yeah, except you're getting away with it. You're getting away with it. You're negotiating your own slap on the wrist. Again, what happened to that threat of leaving the Big Ten if the Big Ten came down on you? What happened to dumping the conference because of the horrible injustice that they perpetrated on you guys? If anything, they let you off easy. If anything, the Big Ten was happy to give you that relative slap on the wrist and then just walk away from this thing forever. But like I said, the NCAA is not done with you, but the conference is, which is why Michigan ultimately took them up on that offer. Why? Because all of their goals are still in front of them. So I don't want to hear it, Michigan, man. I don't want to hear anything other than, hey, Rome, I'm sorry, which I know you'll never do. The only Michigan man I want to hear from today is Sharon Moore, because I want to make sure my man's okay. If he was that broken up, that shattered, that devastated by not having Harbaugh around last week, how is he going to make it through the next two weeks? Maryland and Ohio State. Oh, that Coach Harbaugh. I love you, man. I love the out of you, man. This is for you. For this university, the president, our AD. We got the best players, best university, best alumni in the country. Love you guys. These guys right here, these guys right here, man. These guys did it. These guys did it, man. Talk to him, man. Love you. That gets better every single day, right? Because it gets more absurd every single day. Hey, Michigan man, if you really still believe that you're innocent victims in all this and have been so unfairly targeted, then why did a defensive assistant get bleep canned this morning? Why is there a report from Ross Dellinger and Yahoo Sports saying, quote, at Ross Dellinger, quote, Michigan leaders were presented new evidence this week in the NCAA's investigation into its advanced scouting scheme, sources tell at Dan Wessel and me. The materials presumably have altered its approach. UM dropped legal action versus the Big Ten. Today, it fired assistant Chris Partridge. Yeah, it doesn't sound to me like that new evidence was exonerating evidence, does it? 
M2. But don't answer that. Nobody wants to hear from you. Oh, wait. One more thing. Do any of you know Uncle T? Because the rest of us just found out about Uncle T this morning. At Ross Dellinger, breaking, quote, NCAA presented Michigan evidence that points to a UM booster, Uncle T, as having partially funded the scouting scheme and an assistant coach now fired Chris Partridge as attempting to destroy computer evidence. Sources tell at Dan Wetzel and me. All right, so now we have Uncle T to go along Connor Stallions. And a booster funding the scheme and an assistant coach and attempting to destroy computer evidence. All right, so uh, again, Jim Harbaugh knew nothing. An An assistant coach knew. A booster knew. Stallions knew. All these people knew, but Harbaugh knew nothing. How is it that all these people knew, and here we go again, Jaworski, wait for it, about this elaborate scheme, but not the head coach? How is he the last one in Ann Arbor to find out? How did Uncle T know, but Harbaugh didn't? How did Stallions know, but Harbaugh didn't? How did Partridge know, but Harbaugh didn't? Hey, I don't know. Actually, I do know. I I know. Here's what I know, Michigan man. I accept your apology. And there's... What can you say to this? They just acquiesced. They just rolled over. They just accepted the punishment. Because they knew fighting it could make it worse because more information would come out. And despite all of that, this dream season is still right there for you. And then, I know you, Michigan man. You're going to try and use this, and Harbaugh will try and use this, and galvanize that team so they can win it all, and stand before the world, and again try and tell us they're persecuted when guys are getting fired and computer evidence is getting destroyed. How about some accountability? How about some ownership? Something, Michigan man?